0: eerie evening all you sleepless souls of hauntsville lady cryptess here from the radio tower of cryptex manor to bring you some soothingly sinful asmr tonight the s in asmr stands for slime this particular batch was found growing down at the old hauntsville sump affectionately referred to as sumpy it's thick And viscous, and moist to the touch, and... Oh, hang on. There appears to be a small growth. That's funny, it sort of looks like an eyeball. It's getting more difficult to work with, almost as if it's becoming more viscous and harder to remove from my hands. But slimes are non-Newtonian, so that makes sense. What is strange though is that the residue appears to be getting warmer, almost like a burning sensation. Yes, definitely burning. Please hold while we experience some technical difficulties. In the meantime, enjoy another episode of the Hauntsville Cryptcast.
1: Remember, Scared for Your Life is opening uh, for submissions April 1st. You can check us out at filmfreeway.com slash scared for your L-I-I-F-E because we are a part of the Long Island International Film Expo. Tell your friends, submit your films, go out and make a film. Uh, We're open for submissions starting April 1st at filmfreeway.com slash scared for your (laughs) L-I-I-F-E.
2: I read an article by scientist Seth Brundle uh, of the Brundlefly family. Of the Brundlefly family, flam (laughs) family. He said, "Slime is good.
3: Eat it. Go in the tube. Don't become fly. It's totally normal." (laughs) I want that in a t-shirt. That whole, that whole blurb.
1: Welcome back to the Hauntsville Crypt Cast. I'm Anthony.
2: I'm Dozer. I'm Anna.
3: And I'm John.
1: Hot off the heels of our last episode where we talked about gateway horror and we got real deep into Goosebumps in the 90s, we're going to be talking about everybody's favorite special effect, slime.
2: Special effect? Yeah. I did this wrong. I did this whole episode (laughs) wrong.
1: (laughs) Okay. We're going to talk about slime in the real world, but also
3: the good stuff slime as an entity if you will oh okay that's oh then i'm good then i'm good i
4: think we're just talking about anything to do with slime aren't we in horror obviously not just like in in well in general well
3: stephen hawking's theories on slime i didn't do any
4: research for this i was just like
2: oh no what's going on well i broadened it and then uh broke it down into categories where i have my my list where things are either a slime a slime mold an ooze an amoeboid a sentient slime or some sort of meteorite jelly oh damn i don't even
4: have a list of films to talk about i'm literally winging this episode well you got
2: slime there's slime 2 slime in the big city <laughs> so, uh, slime, slime 3 this
3: time it's personal <laughs> <laughs> slime 3 bloodlines
1: do you guys know what the first slime movie was
3: tell us i, I thought it was x the x unknown?
1: a lot of people think what'd you say anna it
2: says x the unknown yeah Yay. oh then I then I did know that <laughs> except me
4: no notes
2: X the unknown came out in in 1956
4: it's hamahara
2: that's the only reason I know these things so it, they're two years apart two years apart yeah 56 and 58.
1: I so I haven't seen X the unknown but Adam do you want to tell us a little bit oh, about it's it so
4: fucking I, awesome. I haven't seen it for the longest time um but from what I remember it's very similar to the blob in that there's like this blobby entity mass that is just kind of going in and and killing people and then they have like the military men who are like we need to stop this let's put some flame on it and then they're like that's not working and
2: they end up killing it with radio waves
4: that's the one i was wow. like what did they it, get yeah they like? blast it
2: with garth brooks and they fucking it's like all right i'm going i'm going <laughs> thank you well i
3: got friends in low places <laughs> well that's funny that you would say that because i was just like no it's
2: uh rather than the blob which came from a meteorite from space this is an ancient creature from the crust of the earth that when the uh. magma cooled released it onto the surface world where the government was like that ain't good <laughs> Let's put this ah, like sucker like back Cal in the tiki. hole. It's yes, like it's, tiki. It yeah. is like that.
3: What I love is that like the earlier, so I haven't seen X The Unknown either, but I've seen the original blob and then I've seen the, the remake blob. I love that in these earlier incarnations, it it's always takes on almost this Godzilla-esque type tale where it's like, uh-uh, nature's coming back to to reclaim what's what's hers
2: (laughs) yes absolutely a lot of this like is so close to like the hollow earth that godzilla yeah
3: yeah. is
2: like the bread and butter Mm
3: -hmm. more
1: i broke the slimes down at least cinematic slimes into lab made slimes primordial slimes like kaltiki and x and cosmic slimes like the blob
2: i would like to posit that a slime is uh, a a non living from what i was doing uh um, oh, so an ooze is the living sentient okay Ah, but uh i i also i read so much on various bacterias and sorry bacterium and molds <laughs> and <laughs> mm, yum, the stuff creatures and now i i feel like i can like teach a basic microbiology class so if you want it's uh keystoneschoolscom schools.com slash doza uh, <laughs> my semester starts uh, at the second week of may <laughs> so damn uh, i i would largely encourage you guys to see x the unknown it do- it isn't the special effect of the the creature itself isn't as good as the blob it's oh, it sort of looks like shaving foam that they're, like, blowing from beneath, and they're like, oh, it's it's <laughs> growing. And it, it did look kind of cool, but, like, it is almost beat for beat, the plot of The Blob. Yeah. And a lot is. of these, like, s- like, slime creature movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I kept running into, where most of them are just, like, it's our mummy problem all mummies are the mummy, and almost all blobs
2: are the blob. Wait, and this literally is the mummy where it goes again, where it's like, kill it with fire. Yeah. Well, the blob much. is ice. The, eventually.
4: Wasn't And Kaltiki was, oh, they killed that with fire, and it was like, that makes no sense because it comes from a volcano, so surely that wouldn't really do anything to it, but that's okay. There was, there was a, okay, lot a lot in Kaltiki that fantasy. I was like, yeah. uh, uh, what what is happening <laughs> And do we have to watch this?
2: Well, yeah, well, let's let's talk about it for a sec, just so we can get it out of the way. Uh, yeah. I I do love, like, the wrath of a vengeful ancient god. And, like, this isn't exactly that, but it implies that it might be? They also
1: pretend that it's based off of any actual Mexican folklore, and it sure as shit isn't.
2: Well, there, <laughs> there's magma down there it, under Mexico, so we, we can find it. I'll that show
1: works, it to it's you. It's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Kaltigi was a year after the blob and learned nothing from the blob. The creature is, like... They call them slime quilts. Um, they basically took silk and rubbed a bunch of goo on it. And that's how the creature is. And there's just people moving underneath the sheet is of Kaltiki. that Wow. Yeah. A
4: lot of slime movies that I thought of are just pieces of fabric, to be fair. A lot of the early stuff is.
1: Mm.
3: Well, they did the same thing in the 88 remake of The Blob. Was that but that's the, like... the blob quilt technique?
1: Really? So, yeah, but that's like sheets mm-hmm. of silicone and vinyl. and. I thought that blob uh,
2: looked
3: great. I yeah, love that, that blob. Is the oh, best <laughs> blob.
2: See,
4: I have a problem. I realized that I haven't watched the 80s blob. I was like, oh, Holy I've watched shit. the original blob and I've watched the remake. So I must have watched the 80s one. Realized I've watched the original blob and the 70s blob. I haven't watched the 80s Beware one.
3: The
4: blob. Oh, because man. I thought that there was only two, like incarnations of it so i was like oh yeah of course i've watched the remake so that uh, yeah that was fucking cool i watched the two kind of boring versions of the blob and then (laughs) i watched the trailer for the 80s and i was like this looks so cool so
2: that is like uh kaltiki does this as well where uh it's almost like it's a lot gorier than some of the other ones where you actually get a blob like creature that rends flesh and melts flesh away Uh, Kaltiki, I think was one of the first that I saw that did this. And the 88 blob almost does it in sort of like a Cronenberg style body horror where the way that it it chews up these people. Like, so if you want to see, like in my mind, that's like the definitive version of the blob. I, I, I thought that was unbelievable. It takes
1: all the story beats that matter and then amps the shit out of it. I was looking at it and the original blob, uh, in 58, uh, for all of its might and terror kills 7 people um if we count that as the same blob moving into the beware the blob then like okay its kill count goes up to like about 40 uh, but in the 88 blob it just there's like 30 something deaths in its short run time
3: yeah it also took a crew of 33 people to operate it <laughs> is that
1: is that the
2: one that also has the tendrils that come out and grab and pull people in
3: Yes, because yeah. they have that one scene with the garbage disposal where it's yes. like clogged up and he's trying <laughs> to get it out. And it just pulls the guy right into so cool. the garbage disposal. That was the first version of the blob that I'd ever seen. And I like oh, man. caught it halfway through maybe right at the scene where they're in the precinct. So I'm like flipping channels. I'm like eight years old. I land on this and I'm like, oh, this looks kind of cool. And the blob just drops down from the ceiling. Uh, they, they pull like a a psycho on us and they Mm -hmm. kill who we think is the main character 25 minutes into the movie and then just that scene of him screaming for help and uh the love interest comes running in i forget her name and she just starts screaming her head off and you see the the flesh being torn away from the skull and you see the skull with the hand reaching out from inside the blob yeah that image alone i was like okay i am I'm keeping the channel where it is right now. I'm terrified, but I'm so interested in this. I need to so see more. So that's like
1: a direct nod back to Kaltiki if Kaltiki is the first one to like rend flesh. Because the the real big effect that we get in Kaltiki is at the climax when the the blob captures somebody and we get the wax head and they tear face, muscle, yes. and then skull off.
3: There's, yeah, I just looked up the images. That's is that at the pretty end? Pretty gnarly.
1: That, it's, like, it's the climax. There's a, a lot of nothing happens in Kaltiki for a while.
2: Maybe, oh man, I, I just watched it last week. Because at the beginning, they pull the adventurer out of the hole and his legs are uh, all burnt up. And then yeah. he takes like his mask off. And with his mask coming off, his face comes off. I forgot about that. And that that, oh, yeah. that was juicy. I was, oh, man. Ooh, That's I when I thought it was going to be really fun. And then, and then it fucking <laughs> then what happens There's fucking nothing You they yeah. look at it and they go oh man it, it what, also really ooh. confused
4: me because it was written and directed by two Italians set in Mexico yes there was like signs in English everywhere
1: and one of the scientists writes in English yeah. in the journal and I'm like oh I can read that yeah
2: <laughs> wait congratulations you can read Italian or oh, Spanish maybe that's it
4: but I also thought it was going to be better because it's Mario Barber and like I love a lot of his stuff but then he's he was uncredited for it. And I was like, maybe he took his name off it after like seeing it being like, mm, actually
3: I'm yeah, usually really good at this. So <laughs> <laughs> <It's> an Anna, <laughs> 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 all right. So the blob started us off. Kaltiki took it from there. Where do we go next, Anthony?
1: Oh man. Anna and I watched a movie called the slime people, which is easily the least slimy. Mm. Movie yeah. No, there's that's, no they're,
3: slime.
2: There's slime people in name alone that's just
3: the kardashians
2: yeah (laughs) that's that's the use of the word slime to to evoke uh, a sense of disgust but then you go in there and there's no actual slime. yeah well i mean for for us but when when did this when did that one come out 1963 yeah people probably fucking lost their minds and went home and killed their families afterwards That, that's what people would do when they see these horror movies because like I, you know how people in the 60s are dumb?
4: It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of true. I mean after The what?
1: Exorcist a whole bunch of people did exactly that.
2: Alright so slime people. These creatures are they're, are these like rubber suits? Like what is yeah. this?
1: Yeah. Rubber suits Uh, they're not even they didn't even bother to do a wet look on them which like would have been the bare minimum for me to be like yes this qualifies as like a slimy movie. But they're just like they're rubber suits. They look like uh Japanese kappas, but with like <laughs> points in their head instead of the dip. Uh and their whole thing is like they're creating a barrier around LA. I want yeah. yeah. I, was, I was gonna say the world, but it's just LA. Which I um, I totally get it. And the thing that permeates the barrier is seawater.
2: Yeah, because so, like, it washes the the slime off of the fog wall i don't know
1: yeah these creatures are inept at best
4: (laughs) i was actually watching it and still asking like anthony what's happening right now
1: (laughs) and also uh the weapon they carry is the weapon that kills them i mean
4: yeah they just don't do anything with it until they're like oh i've been carrying this the whole time
1: They are impervious to damage unless you create a hole that cannot heal. So they carry hollow spears. And then the team quickly finds out that if you stab them with one of their hollow spears... Uh, they can't regenerate around the spear and die.
2: That oh, okay. how silly!
4: They wait for like two hours to do that though. <laughs> After finding the movie out. is
1: not even two hours long. The movie oh, is like really? seventy-nine minutes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I, looking at it right
2: now. It's seventy-six minutes. Yeah. And it's like, like sure fooled me.
3: Well, that's gotta it be does move what happened. Really
1: happens. slow. The only thing that doesn't move slow is how quickly the new stranger makes a move on the guy who saves him's daughter. Oh
4: my god, it's creepy. All of the relationships in that are so creepy. They're like, hey, you look good. I'm gonna marry you. And yeah. Oh
1: my god, yeah, because then they also meet the army dude. And the other daughter is like, we're gonna fuck.
4: Yeah, (laughs) within like 30 seconds of saying hi. It's it's not a good look for the women in
3: that
2: episode, in that film that early 60s hookup culture yeah. look how far we've come
3: if you thought tom atkins was bad in halloween 3 wait till you see the slime people
2: <laughs> oh, here, here's the first wow the film concerns a race of subterranean reptile men dubbed quote slime people due to their slime covered skin they don't look no, at all slime this is fake they're so dry hey oh uh, i'm reading up a little bit about this uh and it was like a little ableist where they were uh, originally going to be using little people as giant voles uh, oh. that the lizard people would ride into battle on oh, oh, oh no. no different <laughs> yeah this is this is not that's, so that's good not hey cool. slime
4: people the 60s are an interesting time
2: yeah there were there were almost like no rules and they're playing it fast and loose with like words like slime and basic human rights like <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm in gonna consent. close this page out. That movie is fucking beans. Oh Anna, I don't I don't know if you are familiar. Do you do you know or I don't know why I'm just singling you out because it's a British show. Uh but <laughs> the the quarter mass TV serialized show in from Quatermass. the fifties. Yes. mass Like what yes. what is that?
4: Um so it's all basically one big part of the uh Hammer franchise. I think it started off as a BBC series. Yes. But there's Quatermass, Quatermass 2, and then the only one that I know that contains slime in any sort of form is Quatermass 2. Yes, that's the um, one that I watched. Where it's literally about slime. It's the most slimy movie, I think, that I can think
1: of, apart from Ghostbusters, which we'll touch on later in the timeline. I can't I can't imagine that Quatermass is slimier than some of the stuff we're going to talk about. No, it really, know, it, really it, is. It really
4: is, like, so slimy, and it's such a good movie as well.
2: Yeah. And it predates the Blob? Yes, 57.
4: Okay. Oh, so it's the year before the Blob? Okay. Yeah. But the year Blob's after... Blob's 58. But the year after X the Unknown? Yeah. That's cool. I mean, it's very similar in story to everything. Yeah, it's just related. another one of these like Blob <laughs> movies. Yeah. But I would say under Anthony's rule, that's like primordial slime. Because they're kind of like... There's like a, a couple of them. And they're kind of like these goo
1: deities
4: they're very like eldritch horror
1: but they don't come from space they do come from
2: space
4: yeah
1: so cosmic
4: slime. oh sorry okay they're cosmic um so they're <clears throat>
2: i think they're cosmic oozes that emit a toxic slime
4: yeah Ugh. and like there are some like there are some kind <laughs> of horrific scenes in that for that time frame for that time period
2: yeah, like, um, late 50s? Are you fucking kidding me with some of that shit? Yeah.
1: Some of it's pretty like, oh, okay, I really wasn't expecting this. I thought this was going to be a bedtime movie. Deeper than Kaltiki, or is Cal- Kaltiki still got the first for that?
2: It, d- it does still have the first for that. Okay. Um, but this is, like, uh, the slime that it emits is toxic to humans but also it hypnotizes them so it sort of like Invasion of the Body Snatchers where they're just like they become loyal to one another and want to infect more of the humans and so they, they like emit this disgusting black slime which I I don't even know what they would have made this out of or what color it actually was when they were filming but it looks so thick like just the thought it's of like getting ta- it on me Yeah, it was truly so it hypnotizes them into like making food for the the slime creatures and till they get strong enough to emerge and then take on the human race. And it is fucking wild. That is awesome.
3: So they just become parasitic almost.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Quatermass 2, the c- the sequel to Quatermass, which isn't as slimy, but it has a lot of the characters and they're not like directly related other than that. But I don't know. It's still kind of cool. Uh, I do have like one quick fun fact about Quatermass 2 is that it is the first British sequel film to use the number two in its title of all time. Oh. That's pretty cool. I, I, I
1: can't really contest that. I guess that, that. makes sense because like we weren't really getting sequels back then anyway yeah People we're still doing original shit
3: <laughs> so Dozy, you brought you brought up a really good point before ooze versus slime yes where, where do we draw the line okay so yeah i got a thing here professor slime hit me well
2: fir- first of all Sartre wrote this about slime quote it sticks to me it draws me in, it sucks at me <laughs> so <laughs> do with that when, when you was will. the when did when did
1: Sartre write this uh this is i think in the 40s Okay, because the earliest record of like the study of slime that I found was like the 1300s. Holy shit! It was like just slime molds, and there's a lot of like mythos behind it more than like actual science. But
2: oh yeah, slime molds are are uh, a it's like an informal name that the scientific community game uh, gave to anything that can quote. Live freely as a single cell, but can also aggregate together to form multicellular reproductive structures. So, like, it depends on like if you unless you're getting like really really close down to the microscopic level, maybe these blobs and slimes are made up of like little itty bitty tiny creatures. Then we just don't know because in the 50s everything was big. We like we had to go on the macro scale,
1: right? Yeah. So they, uh, well, they could Chaltigian. be slimes. Kaltiki does state that it's a single-cell organism, Yes, which I thought was interesting. But that would
2: make it an amoeba. Uh Ah. Because it's eukaryotic, because the the cell wall is containing a nucleus. Is that true? (laughs) Yes. Please take my class. (laughs) In my slime research, I I did a little bit of expansion into some of the slime molds. There is uh, a slime mold that is colloquially uh, known as quote the blob and because of its uh, it can react to uh, external stimuli and it has an aversion to fire actively seeks out nutrients um, and it is potentially carnivorous where it will eat and devour and dissolve small creatures
1: that's wild was it named after the blob or does it predate the blob
2: let's take a look here it's called physarium polycephalum it was previously uh, categorized as a fungus, but upon further investigation, they discovered that it was not. It was some other thing entirely. And so, like, I guess the discovery and uh, research about it is has been done after the blob. But if they have retroactively designated this the blob, maybe that this is this is what the blob is, because science says so.
4: So the Blob is based it. on a true story, but Kaltiki isn't.
1: I mean, that we could take even a step further, because, okay, the story of the Blob is very clearly just Quatermass and Kaltiki. Oh, Kaltiki came X after the Blob. X the Unknown. It's Quatermass, it's X the Unknown. But apparently, like, two dudes found a giant slime mold in Philadelphia shortly before the Blob was written, and the... Uh, writer of the 58 blob was like that's my inspiration this thing is real
2: what happened to those two guys
1: uh allegedly Melted? they're fine no when they went to <laughs> touch the blob no it burst and dissipated
2: into dust oh it was probably like a, a fungus bubble probably and yeah. they but just like, got a bunch of spores all over them and now they're mushroom people <laughs> living among us some on this podcast. John, get them. Uh, That was weird. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what were we talking about?
1: Uh, We were talking about whether or not fire kills the fungus people. Just just picking your brain. No,
2: fire does not. They are immune to all fire.
3: And I get the matches. (laughs) (laughs) That story kind of reminds me of the star jelly, or like the blob rain in Philadelphia supposedly happened. Yes. uh, Sometime in the 1950s. Where this woman was driving her car, and what she thought was rain hit the windshield, and she goes to wipe it away, and it emitted this, like, oily... It was like this oily blob on her windshield. So she tried to wipe it off, and immediately became super, super sick. And then people started realizing, like, oh, these blob things are raining down on our lawn. Like, we're getting hit with blob rain. What the hell is this? And then apparently... Because although there are interviews on YouTube, they are very obviously, like, faked interviews (laughs) that someone filmed on their own. But then, apparently, the government came in and said, oh, you know what it was? It was this crazy-ass storm. It was a cyclone that hit the ocean. It lifted a bunch of jellyfish up into the clouds, and it rained jellyfish particles onto your quiet little town. And that's what it was.
4: Yeah, right.
3: But then they, again, allegedly... (laughs) covered up the existence of this ever happening and that's why this isn't really that widely reported on so jellyfish blob or could that just be alien blob that was making everyone sick
2: i would be mad yeah Yeah. (laughs) wow i'm on the. i'm on i'm reading a bunch of the the star jellies 1846 a luminous object estimated at four feet in diameter leaving behind a heap of foul, smelling luminous jelly that disappeared quickly
4: do you think they're just all reading Lovecraft?
2: They truly might be. Um, oh, here's here's <laughs> a little poem from John Suckling in, 19, in 1641, as he whose quicker eye doth trace a false star shot to market place, run apace and thinking it to
3: catch a jelly up to snatch.
4: I love that.
3: These people all sound far too horny for for uh, for blobs and slime. I totally get it. <laughs> Are you telling me you have a dissertation for why slime is horny?
2: I feel as though there is an inkling where it can be uh, interpreted as such, yeah.
1: Because <laughs> well, there's, like, a lot of these movies, even slime people, are super horny.
2: Yes, a lot of a lot of these slimes, uh, although the, the beings themselves, like the blobs, may reproduce asexually through splitting off and budding and whatnot, uh, some of, like, the liquids are, tr- uh, like transferred through through sexual intercourse. Like, if there's a lot of, like, hey, big boy, what's going on? Do you want some of this slime? And he's <laughs> like, yeah. And then they do it, and then he's possessed. So is... I don't know if that's, like, a cautionary tale of the dangers of, you know, sleeping with a stranger, but I don't know.
1: Okay. I want to take all of that, because the most bonkers movie that we watched during all of this was Slime City and okay it was also one like, of the best yeah the Slime City is like and you guys are gonna hate me for this it's like if somebody gave a fuck about street trash if I, there was like a I story. absolutely
2: agree I 100% okay. agree okay you this know I like... really
4: like street trash and I forced you all to watch it because I was like this <laughs> no, is amazing I, but I, I had also years, seen street trash fair. but
2: I was so t- upset
4: yeah um but I agree this is definitely elevated
2: version this is like a true slime where they, they yeah. have actual slime here.
1: So like they drink this alcohol, quote unquote, that essentially starts to dissolve their bodies. So they start like oozing or sliming because ooze
2: is sentient. I thought the, the alcohol was a catalyst for the Himalayan yogurt. So the Himalayan yogurt stabilizes them. Oh, it's the other way around. Okay, cool. Oh, my God. So, the
1: alcohol starts to melt them. And if they don't get the yogurt or they don't take a life, then they continue to melt. But... Because the Himalayan yogurt is a primordial ooze, it is the essence of people, it's ectoplasm, it functions like a possession film, and it transfers sexually. So, like, all of that comes together in this. And, like, Zachary, the dude who ran this cult of people turning themselves into oozes uh, back in the 50s, it started it with this whole rejection of the flesh and like i don't know holy shit like this Hell movie yeah. is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're phrasing that is so fucking metal i just watched this yesterday and it has some some cheesy effects but also some really awesome body horror moments they save
1: all the good ones like you think like okay here there's a cheesy moment here and then they ramp up to like this is where the money went this is the big effect
2: some of it is almost like the the thing in nature where towards the end there's a confrontation where the uh, uh, Zachary creature is he's he looks like a like a rotten cheese pizza where his face is almost like falling <laughs> apart and he's all like yellow and he's seeping ooze from everywhere, uh, slime, and uh, he gets decapitated and his head is still alive and his torso opens up and it starts growing like teeth and becomes a pseudo mouth like that. Yep.
4: That's also, a, a thing in
2: the second one as well. I haven't seen the second one yet.
4: Uh, um, it's not
2: as good. <laughs> oh no! It's, it's a completely
4: but, different vibe. It takes itself very seriously. Well, because
2: it was made in the two thousands, right? The, yeah. the sequel, twenty ten. When was the first one done? Nineteen eighty eight. You're fucking kidding me! If somebody said no. that they made that movie in like seventy four, I'd be like, yeah, I totally see it.
1: <laughs> no, because like, why does it look as like much shit? As- <laughs> It's definitely on the lower end of the the budgeting spectrum, and like you see where it went, you know, though. Yeah, yeah, and like I think the story alone holds up more than anything. Yeah, like, it keeps you interested. It's one of the best slime movies that we watched. A little bit is like and Prince
2: like, of Darknessy. Yeah,
1: because the primordial essence of the devil.
4: I say eh at the second one. It was just, it was just a completely different vibe and my literally my to be fair my only gripe with it was that there's these scenes that they're like flashback they're trying to flash back to the fifties but they're all dressed like they're in twenty ten but they just have it in black and white. And there's nothing to just is nothing about the set that or count. the costumes They're dress like twenty tens and
2: they're like the styling. Hey, what's going on here at the soda No, jerk? they
4: they don't change anything about <laughs> the anything? way the way they talk, no. <clears throat> the set, their clothing, their hair, their makeup, none of it is fifties. They just sucks. have it in black and white and they're like nineteen fifties across the bottom, and you're like I can't believe this. And
2: <laughs> well the movie says so, the true.
4: first
1: one. If you watch the first one, you don't even need the fifties segment, because we get all yeah. of that. The yeah. rest of the movie, if you take out the fifties segment and the cold opener, which is just Lloyd Kaufman exploding. <laughs> yeah. Um
4: it, it does a really good
1: job expanding on the lore of Slime City. Yeah. So like I was happy with that and the oh, story's kind so of fun. It does add to it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: From like a, a strictly like storytelling aspect, I, okay.
1: Yeah, and it goes one step further. So like obviously you watch Slime City and you see this alcohol that starts to melt people. And you think of Street Trash, which predates it by four years, I think. Street Trash is 1984.
4: I'm pretty sure it is. I
1: didn't even bother
2: writing it down because I was so disappointed by it. <laughs> <laughs> 87.
1: Um, 87 okay so it predates it by one year i don't want to talk about roy one of the writers of street trash Mm -mm. but he appears in slime city massacre the sequel to slime city and so does a bottle of viper really so the two worlds do for all intents and purposes coexist and there is this militia element to slime city massacre where the government is trying to wipe out the homeless population so taking that and Zachary's oh. research on the alcohol and creating Viper, it all meshes together. So it makes Street f- Trash feel a little more important.
2: Well, that to makes me. it yeah. like a little special. That's that's very cool. The writer I'm glad is the other reason
4: I didn't want to talk about Street Trash again as well.
2: That's okay. Yeah.
1: thankfully Street Trash was co-written. There's two people yeah. and uh, so different I'm not directors, so we don't have to worry about that. I'm very that.
4: sorry to the other person <laughs> <laughs> that did that, and I'm very sorry <laughs> to the other person that made *Blind City Massacre and. This is all obviously before we knew that he was a piece of shit. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Whoopsies. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, obviously we've gotten consistent slime in movies from the 50s onward, but it doesn't get interesting again until the 80s. Like, the movies in the 60s, like, slime people and the 70s show, sure, no we slime. get the blob literally again. And we start to get the wet look with Alien in 79. Mm-hmm. But then the 80s is where we ramp it up and we start getting, like, the thing poltergeist slime city ghostbusters that's when we get slime hitting so hardcore where we're not just doing sheets covered in in goo where we're not just you know the blob was actually made of some interesting materials that I, i'll give credit where credit is due but most of the the slimes and blobs that predate the 80s are not that interesting
3: i'd love to find out exactly how they made the ooze in the raft from Creepshow 2. Yes. That, that is was one just of a piece of
4: of like it's, it's basically a trash bag. Th- that's all it can be.
3: No. The the a
1: shots trash trash where it's in the water of... are trash bags yes. yeah. <laughs> most likely, but the ooze itself um it was probably similar to Ghostbusters and Cellular poltergeist glute? methyl cellulose (laughs) something like Um, that I don't know methyl cellulose is a thickening agent kind of like a cornstarch kind of like a um, oh like gelatin but it does not solidify like a gelatin and it does not congeal like a cornstarch so it stays that gooey until it just fully dries out so like you could have ghostbuster ooze for the next hundred years if it's kept in the right conditions and we will (laughs) Um,
3: <laughs> but yeah that scene where uh, Laverne gets laid down on the raft and like she turns and realizes oh no the ooze has got me <laughs> and you just see it on her face and the hand coming off and the flesh yep. just starting to melt yeah. it's one of my favorite why was I watching this stuff at 8 years old Why? Who (laughs) was watching me? Same
2: reason we all were. Why was I left alone? Fast and loose with the
3: parenting, (laughs) I'll tell you. Don't open the door for anybody. The snacks are in the fridge. We'll see you at four o'clock. Exactly.
2: (laughs) That's what I love about
1: Slime as this effect, because, okay, we're younger, we're watching this stuff, and sure, it's kind of gross and horrific, but it's not bloody, it's not gory. We have this substitute where, like, okay, it is kind of, and especially growing up in the 90s, kid-friendly where like okay we're watching somebody get absorbed by a blob but our brains aren't going yeah that person's being dissolved and eaten (laughs) our brains are like ah goop
3: right because nickelodeon was literally (laughs) doing the same thing exactly
1: do you guys know nickelodeon was doing slime since like 1979
2: i did not it started with
1: a show called you can't do that on television oh i
2: did do that i didn't realize that was nickelodeon
1: uh, Nickelodeon picked up like immediately after, but when you can't do that on television started it, they actually used rotting garbage on accident. Um, I, I,
2: oh, they just got two on big an buckets and so one says slime and the other one says rotting garbage. And so, the stage no, end is like so they uh,
1: they had asked for like food slop to dump on the audience members. So, so it's it just going to be like it was going to be like kind of hygienic because it's all edible. But the amount of time it took for filming and it's sitting under the lights, it went bad. It started to green uh. and whatever. And they were just like, we don't got time. We got to get the shot. So they did it. And then oh, no. after that, they were like, OK, people love the goo. So we got to do it better. And then we started to get the more television friendly slime. But that, that's also that like was,
2: why the Nickelodeon slime is historically edible.
1: Yes. Man, yeah. that, wow. Holy so shit. it's not rotting garbage. Nickelodeon was like, hey. You actually can't do that on television, so we're gonna use <laughs> we jello, pudding, applesauce, and food coloring.
3: So I, I miss the heyday of Nickelodeon slime. Nickelodeon slime nowadays is very watery, almost. Back in the day, it seemed like there was almost a foamy element to it. That's the applesauce. That's pro- a okay, lot of the, people the applesauce.
1: applesauce, and sometimes they would use oatmeal. Um Ooh,
2: chunks.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> anything that looks really chunky is oatmeal. Yep. Anything that looks mm. gooey is applesauce. But yeah, that early nineties really Nickelodeon
3: yummy. slime was the shit. Yeah. Just the look of it and it had that volume to it. <laughs> yeah. Am I horny for slime? What the fuck? Yeah, dude, we all <laughs> want to be slime. Horny
2: for slime. Part of that was just like, I want to be coated in the, in the green slop from the TV.
1: Yeah, return me to the primordial soup. <laughs> you see that? It's
2: it's the innate human urge to want to become soup again. Wasn't
4: there a fountain of goo soup? outside the Nickelodeon? Yeah, because yeah. I remember yeah. that used to come on like that little clip with the like film the Nickelodeon Studios all the time mm-hmm. and I was like I want to be in America so I can go there
2: but then they got <laughs> rid of it now it's just like gray office Bob building thumb. well you're yeah, now yeah, growing yeah.
4: up and I don't want to be in America so <laughs> hey, hey. Sorry. the Nickelodeon fountain is gone my selling point's gone now
1: <laughs> And then Nickelodeon cashed in on the fact that we were all horny for slime before we even know what getting horny was, and we started getting gack.
2: Oh, I knew, bro. I I fingered my gack like nobody's business, dude. So, well, it's 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 nothing to be ashamed of. It just happened. Like
3: for some of us, it happened earlier than others. See, but
2: like I, I just started fingering my gack because it it comes in like a like a little cylinder and when you push your your two fingering fingers into it it makes a fart sound
1: i can demonstrate with this sample no of sumpy can we not? That I have. no
2: no <laughs> i i didn't get into yeah, the yeah i'll do microbiology and anthony will do sex ed <laughs>
1: yeah me i threw up in the water fountain when i took sex ed <laughs>
3: All right, but please, for, for the audience, for those listening, explain Sumpy.
1: Oh, Sumpy is a creature Ugh. that was discovered in the Hauntsville Sumps. Uncertain whether or not Sumpy is a slime or an ooze, tests are to be determined. But uh, Sumpy functions similarly to Gak, as far as my studies have gone. At least from what I can can understand, if Sumpy is a form similar to Gak, then Sumpy is probably made of something like a combination of uh, school glue and borax. Um, oh,
5: toxic! <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay, but, half- <laughs> Poison.
1: From from what the the kids at Hansville High are saying, you know the old Hansville saying: "If you're gonna hump, go to the sump." A used condom landed on a slime mold, and Sumpy was born. Now Sumpy cannot be contained. I have. A jar of sumpy, and that is only a fraction of what's down there.
3: Put them on screen, but don't don't finger them.
1: <laughs> so, all <our> listeners <laughs> I have the started sump. to notice these growths inside sumpy, um, similar to the way that potatoes sprout, quote unquote, eyes. So we're learning, we're growing. <laughs> I
3: think those are actual eyes. That.
1: These are yeah. Th-
3: those are just eyes. Yeah, those are eyes. We
2: just went through like seventy years of cinematic history that indicate that this is a bad idea. But I'm all for it. But he's so cute. He is kind of (laughs) cute. Oh, we would die in a fucking blob movie.
1: (laughs) Okay, I wanted to say I would be the first, but Anna likes to befriend every animal, regardless of how dangerous it is, so I think Anna would first.
4: Everything's cute.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't disagree, but I...
4: (laughs) Especially blobs. Like, they must be so confused. Like, they're like, why are all these people, like, you know, solid? And like, a lot of the are blobs, are,
2: their thoughts are just, alright, meat, go, food, yum, <laughs> grow, blob.
4: Maybe he's trying to help them. He's like, hey, do you want to fit in on my planet? Everyone's a blob, and they're just ooh, should we strip down all that solid stuff? Maybe he's Anna, just trying to be friends.
2: Where does Mr. Blobby come from?
4: <gasps> we don't talk about Mr. Blobby. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh,
2: moving on, moving okay. on.
4: <laughs> Mr. Oh, God. Mr. Mr. Blobby Mr. is
1: too sentient for his own good.
4: Mr. Mr. Blobby is not in, not any sort of slime or ooze. He's just this horrible, traumatic childhood character He jiggles character pretty amorphously. That for some reason the whole country just was obsessed with and in love with. And then there were sensible people like me who was terrified of him. But like he had his own show, he had his own like song, his own music video. There was blobby merchandise everywhere here when I was a kid. And he is the <laughs> most terrifying look up Mr. Blobby if you've never heard of him and he will let you go, oh, as soon as you look at him. He's terrifying. Oh, Christ. I get it.
2: Yeah, he's he's horrible. <laughs>
4: yeah. But everyone, I kind of want Mr. Blobby Everyone's like, tattoo. oh, there's this family-friendly guy that we're going to put on TV every single day. Um, so. Okay.
3: <laughs> what are those meats that look like they have uh, Pimento little loaf. pieces of fruit? Yes, thank you. That's what he looks they like. they got, like, olives and shit <laughs> in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like That's exactly what he looks like, annoyingly
2: pink, like, abnormally so, yeah. and it's got, like, olives and shit so mr blobby is congealed pimento
3: i want to see mr blobby and uh gritty get into a fight
2: i want (laughs) to see mr (laughs) blobby in prison (laughs) put him in jail what are you doing
4: he just needs to be destroyed no jail he can't be destroyed
2: (laughs) only repurposed
1: I do like the shift that we got from, like, sentient blob creature to, hey, let's just put this element of blob in everything. And, like, even taking the yeah. transition of Nickelodeon, Nick Cannon, famous Nickelodeon show host. And professional
3: uh, father. Named named after Nickelodeon.
1: Yes. He was born of the ooze of Nickelodeon, from <laughs> what I've heard. Um, and he took that. Into the remake of Day of the Dead. Excuse me? Did you guys not see the Day of the Dead remake?
3: I have. I but stayed away from it.
1: Instead of blood, it's all
2: Nickelodeon slime. It's all green. What, what? does that have to... Did did <laughs> Was that Nick Cannon's choice? Nick Cannon is in it. Yeah, but I would say... I, <laughs> you I said assume like,
1: that he produces the slime. You,
2: you implied that they wrote the movie, cast Nick Cannon, and Nick was like, I got a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it is that that's slime. That's some some true ass slime. Yes, but th- because it but is not I don't think it was his it idea. It is a
1: secretion. Yes. Am I getting this right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just And like- that would be primordial slime because it comes from people. Whereas the blob is a cosmic slime because it comes from space.
2: Yeah. So I yes. I guess I have a question like cuz you, you guys have all seen Troll 2, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so they they the goblins give the people a magical goblin potion that turns them into vegetarian into slime. slime. Is that a primordial slime? Because it is people, but people. they make them into vegetation. Because they're the whole thing I is that they're vegetarian. Say
1: it's primordial, primordial being like ancient life, like the life essence. So like ectoplasm and the the Himalayan yogurt and uh, I guess the droll slime would all be primordial cuz it's not lab made uh like Magic something in the it. toxic avenger and it's not uh from space okay i'm i'm here for it that settles it which also gets kind of <laughs> tricky with lovecraft because lovecraft is the earliest literary okay n- technically the earliest literary iteration of uh these slime creatures with the shoggoths Uh, in uh, fungi from yugoth and uh, at the mountains of madness uh, which basically turned into the thing so those are technically from space but also form because of the conditions on earth so like if you get into what the primordial soup is uh, which is like an oxygen free gaseous mixture containing water, hydrogen, methane, uh, ammonia, and carbon dioxide. Yeah, it's the God come. Yeah. <laughs> which is essentially what a Shogoth is. It's yeah. living God come.
4: Yes. Yes. To be fair, when I was watching X the Unknown, then I realized that that's pretty much what those creatures are.
1: The blob is essentially a Shogoth, too. Like most yeah, of them. Yeah.
4: It's just an X the Unknown, like they're a race rather than a, a single yeah. being, which is, is what the Shogoths are they're a race of multiple like attacking at the same time not really attacking
1: existing and yeah existing and yeah
4: yeah (laughs) well don't they like create the land in mountains of madness for the elder things
1: don't remember because i I remember them them being like the ood
4: in doctor who like they do all of the work and then like the other things are just like cool thanks
1: yeah, I mean, the Elder Things are the the supreme beings in yeah. the Lovecraftian earthly mythos, anyway. At least whatever's come here. Um, I just don't remember if they form the Earth. I know that the conditions of Earth are integral to how the Shoggoths form and live, which is why they're directly tied to the Primordial Soup. Um, but yeah, I say technically because Lovecraft wrote uh, Ugoth in 29. But in Japan, they have the legend of the Nupepo.
5: Nupepo. Aww. <laughs>
1: Nupepo. And the Nupepo, it's the first stories that we can trace as far back as we can. Started in the 1600s in the, I think, the Edo era.
5: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and they're mounds of sentient flesh. And they function off of human desire and vanity. Like okay, you want to be beautiful forever? You have to eat the new pepo. Oh, they're you like blobs,
4: eat. but with like eyelashes, and like no, a they're just blobs. They're new
1: if they want eyelashes, you have to eat the new oh, they they're blobs
2: with like vaguely humanoid creatures. They're more like a face with like arms and legs, but like if you if he was like melted.
4: In my head, they're so cute. I don't want to look at a picture. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they look a lot like the blob. If some of the blobs had hands and feet,
4: in my head, they look like a Mister Man.
2: Uh, yeah, honestly, you're not fall- far off. You know, like <laughs> Mister, the the Mister Man show.
4: No, you like Where, the Mister Man books. Yeah, and Little Miss.
2: What? And all like the Does the I, Misters.
4: Is that a British thing? I know it. Okay. Where
2: they're they're sort of like heads with arms and legs, and each of them have yeah, like have an like emotion Mr. that they are. And
4: Mister Happy and like Mister Grumpy.
1: Oh yeah, I got good it. To yeah,
2: yeah, I remember okay,
4: them. Good.
2: Yeah, they they're yeah, exactly they're like that. Like but that. you have to eat them for power, and they're melty. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, like but when you, when you eat them, they're like, Yay, yay! We're being eaten. Our life's purpose.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then like the stuff they come out of you after they Aww. devour you from the inside
4: <gasps> they're like you know that doctor who episode where like they have those like adipose, fat. Yeah, the adipose. The adipose. oh that's how so, i see them in my head
1: the adipose are inspired by the stuff and the stuff was inspired by the fact that marshmallow fluff has been in existence since 1917 respect it takes like the whole horny for the slime thing to a totally different level because the stuff is definitely less horny even though, like, the the two protagonists meet and are, like, instantly into each other for no reason. Um, but some dude in the woods is like, ah, slime, I bet it tastes great.
4: <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, it's like when everyone's like, oh, who first thought of, like, drinking the milk from a cow? Or, like, going, oh, it's gone off. I bet that's real good cheese. Um. So I mean, that's. I guess that's how all oh, food starts. That's actually, so your theory yeah, is just,
1: all has somebody's got to gotta somebody's do it. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Exactly. In the in the thirty years from the blob to the stuff, somebody had to eat the blob at least once.
3: <laughs> but yeah, it's all like consumerism. Like, look at all the junk food that we've got. But this actually looks really good.
1: <laughs> to be fair, the stuff does look real good. Yeah. Can I ruin the stuff for you guys?
3: Oh, man. oh don't.
1: Oh, let's go. <laughs> Where is it made from? One of the chief mixtures of what the stuff is made of is pureed fish innards.
4: <clears throat> uh, How many times am I going to make that noise on this episode?
1: <laughs> it's a yucky episode. <laughs> we'll, we'll have
3: a supercut.
2: <laughs> can I? <laughs> that's that's one of the the things that I think a lot of these movies are going for is that slimes are inherently supposed to be revolting. And they're supposed to invoke like a natural reaction. Like I couldn't prevent myself from from gagging just now because it, just the thought of it. And Professor Jeffrey Longwood said in How We Cultivate Discuss, his article in The Atlantic, we're keenly attuned to the tactile properties of substances that are likely to infect us. And so just the thought of having like g- gross fish guts in me. And so like anything that is girdled, cooey, cooey, I'm thinking about <laughs> the cooom. <laughs> Curdled, gooey, lukewarm, moist, mucky, oily, scabby, slimy, slithery, and squishy. I just got hungry. You are insufferable.
4: <laughs> the blob does look, look does look kind of yummy though, because it's like a melted Jolly Rancher. And so to me, I'm just like, mm,
2: yeah. The blob scared. is very malleable, and and until it's got the people bits floating around in it. Yeah, in the one. that's true. Then it
3: gets chunky oh yeah like a jam
2: <laughs> the thing about the
3: stuff for me <laughs> is, the
2: thing sorry about that sounds the like stuff. a vague sentence like a filler <laughs> sentence <laughs>
3: the thing about this stuff for me is that last shot with what's his name Willie uh, with his mouth opening up when you see the inside of his mouth it's not so much the slime, it's not so much the stuff, it's the inside of his mouth, and it's got almost that, um, oh, what the hell do you call it? The fear of multiple holes all around. Oh,
2: tryptophobia? tryptophobia?
3: Yeah, it's it hits me with that kind of thing. Well,
1: I gotta change our fear of the day. I was just, just thinking kidding.
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fear of multiple holes all around. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it's, it's that... This substance has changed our insides and that it no longer looks natural, that it has just changed our whole biology. That's what's scary about slime. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not forget the, the flesh eating aspect of it. Forget like the oh, it's growing. It's taking over the entire earth kind of thing. It's like if I eat this or if it gets in my eye, it's going to just change my entire molecular
2: like parasitic and invasive yeah like it get like it it invades your personal space in the most literal way possible yeah
3: yeah it makes me think of the parasite mold that gets onto ants yeah that's zombies yeah that's the scariest fucking thing and if they could just find a way to hone that in on a particular blob movie man take my fucking money
1: (laughs) (laughs) At least the the stuff that was in people's mouths was hopefully most likely not the fish guts blend because they did also (laughs) use yogurt for a lot of the slime. Like when they're going through the supermarket, uh, which fun fact, uh, I didn't remember this. Uh, I didn't remember that I watched the stuff at all to begin with, but that is based in Long Island for (laughs) the the kid protagonist. Uh, I forget his name. But they're like, yeah, he's from Long Island. And then they go to, like, Georgia and shit. Like, the stuff is all over America. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they used yogurt for stuff like that. (laughs) Uh, They used foam latex for when it's, like, actively suffocating people. Uh, And for the the scenes where it's just in mass is the same composition as fire extinguisher foam. Oh. Which is also not great to breathe in and be, uh, you know knee deep in
2: (laughs) were those those were full size like they actually did that
1: Uh, for the most part yeah uh so much so that you guys know the scene where it's coming out of the mattress yeah they built a rotating room so like they weren't shooting the 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 foam up they turned the entire room so that the actor is essentially laying on the floor the mattress is on the wall and it's shooting
2: down that rocks i i assume they did a lot of this with like models but holy shit
3: (laughs) yeah miniatures or something like that and then just use like the fire extinguisher foam to expand and look like it was huge wow they
1: went they went full scale
3: and yeah way way to uh, go to the stuff room holy shit (laughs) commitment
1: yeah the effects are definitely fun i kind of turned my brain off while i was watching it which i realized it did for a lot of these slime movies because like a lot of the same thing happens or they're just like fun unless we're talking about things like ghostbusters and stuff in which case it is fun and there's a lot of things happening and it's great we're into where the slime is more of an effect than it is a creature even though it is a creature in the stuff it's primarily effects based and ectoplasm was huge in the 80s with between ghostbusters uh technically a nightmare on elm street Freddy shoots his ectoplasm out of himself uh and uh poltergeist which i fully forgot that there were copious amounts of ectoplasm in. Um, almost all of these are cellulose.
4: Not cellulofructose, or whatever I said. I know I had cellu-something in it.
2: anyway. <laughs> Don't try to sell me any of this. I bought enough slime in the last couple of days. <laughs> I, I haven't
4: had slime since I was a kid. But to be fair, my only interest in slime, well, my earliest interest in slime obviously came from Ghostbusters. Because I just really wanted to eat the ectoplasm, and I thought there was something very
1: really strange about the fact that I wanted to eat the ectoplasm. Good thing it's a food product. Yeah, it probably doesn't taste like anything. Probably but
4: not. But yeah, like that's that's the first thing I think of when I think of like a slime movie, obviously. Because to be fair, they do say slime a lot, and the, the Slimer who's not slimy. Yeah. They have um, the
1: slime. <laughs> Slimer emits slime.
4: Oh, Slimer's creature design was based off the guy that Dan Aykroyd originally wanted to play Peter. I can't remember his name, but he was like one of his SNL buddies that passed away just before they made Ghostbusters. And he was originally supposed to play Bill Murray's part, but he passed away just before the film. So he was like, as a homage, I'm going to make Slimer in his likeness. (laughs) And I don't know if that's meant to be a compliment or not, but yeah, apparently that's where Slimer's design came from
2: oof huh. yeah <laughs> a, a character who is uh inherently disgusting whose whole design is to be yucky gross man <laughs> yeah that's man.
4: what i thought i was like oh, okay
2: <laughs> well maybe it's like endearing like if i like i would make uh, a disgusting yucky gross man and call him anthony <laughs> like you know <laughs> yeah that's probably the sort of love.
4: relationship that they had i'm guessing um i am i'm
1: hoping
2: <laughs> i will go back to you
1: <laughs> oh so, the, the natural slime that babies emit when they spit up, uh, obviously, we've seen remnants of that in, uh, in movies like The Fly and uh, Toxic Avenger and most trauma movies. Um, so, that is made of water, green food coloring, and uh, bromo seltzer, which apparently you're not supposed to swallow, but like, it foams up in your mouth. Oh, like
3: Bro, an alga seltzer? mo seltzer.
1: Kind of like an apple
3: <laughs> seltzer. The The thing with the fly, so when I think of slime, where is more, like, it's more wholesome, you think of Ghostbusters and, like, Slimer and stuff, I think of him just melting off that dude's arm and his hand, that's the kind of slime and, and goop, no, it's not goop, so it's not goop, that's not technically slime, what did we say it was?
1: That would be slime. Is yeah, it? It's it's okay. Secretion. Okay. Nonsense okay, so secretion. it's secretion.
3: There we go. So that's the kind of slime that I like because it just it it melts everything. It just eats away and it's just nasty. And then like with the fly and gremlins and I know gremlins might be more of a melt than a slime. Gremlins but, is
1: definitely more of a melt than a slime. Mm-hmm. But
3: that that slime where it was like blood and then white stuff. I loved it.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's what the, I did. the the wet look and stuff in the fly and also aliens is, uh, most likely a combination of, uh, methylcellulose again, uh, and lube. Yep. Huh. A lot of lube in these movies. Yeah, there must just be. Just make it look slimy, just coat it with lube.
4: I know that they literally <laughs> did that before all the scenes in Alien, like, they would literally just coat, like, the animatronic in goo, and she be like, there you go.
2: And, like, the. uh alien itself is inherently very phallic so like the addition of lubricant on top of that just really hits it home
3: it just works
4: it looks great though when the mouth moves it makes it like look so much
1: more alive it's fucking awesome I'm not getting down on it yeah the lube gives it that sleek look and then the methyl cellulose thickens up the lube so that it lasts longer and it drips slower yeah yeah. like
4: that's like when he's like right (laughs) here it's just like like he feels yeah. the Guani weavers pain in real life. She's
2: like Queen <laughs> of Goo. Oh yeah, holy shit. Yeah. She's like the I mean she's queen
4: anyway, but like she's queen of goo. Oh, she's queen. I love her.
2: There is a spiritual successor to the thing uh called Harbinger Down. Have anybody seen this? Yes. No. Mm-hmm. So um it's known as inanimate in the UK. Does that help? No. So (laughs) is it John Carpenter? uh, No, but uh, the special effects are done by Studio ADI, which was the company in charge of doing the special effects for the thing prequel that came out in, I think, 2011. 2011. uh, And which were famously all replaced with shitty CGI. And so this is the movie that they wanted to make to show what the thing could have looked like had they had their way so all of oh, it is dope. it's it's done uh, practical with animatronics and prosthetics stop motion and miniatures um with cgi to enhance these effects which is the way to do it we've been saying it a million times but like this is the thing that prequel that we should have got but like it takes place on a boat rather than like in the arctic Um and the creature itself is kind of like a an amorphous slime as a slurry of tardigrades, like the little water bears that are the invincible yeah. space creatures. And um, so it is capable of shape-shifting. And so it becomes a variety of different monsters, but can always revert back to this slurry. And there's a point in the movie where they realize like, oh, this creature's gone missing. Where could it possibly be? And uh, there's a woman in, like, the bilge pump underneath trying to get some stuff repaired, and she's waist-deep in this liquid, and she goes, it's all around me. And she's standing in this slime creature, and I that was such a cool moment. Yeah. But, like, this is... The movie itself, the acting isn't great, and the story isn't great, but... The creature design is unbelievable, and the concept of like an amorphous slime becoming the thing is very cool to me.
4: What yeah. is it called in the UK again? Uh, inanimate. Inanimate. Okay, I'm going to
2: have to inanimate.
4: look this up.
2: Slime
1: has become just such a prolific and visceral effect in movies that it's, it's everywhere. Like we said, we got this invasion of it in the 90s between Nickelodeon and Goosebumps and um you see filmmakers who are inspired by things like that and then um start to incorporate it in their own movies and it becomes um not necessarily a gimmick but it adds this new element to uh these creature features these monster movies where you now have something that feels and looks tangible because it has this added element of it sweats it melts it is gooey uh it's amorphous uh, it feels like you can touch it and interact it, with it in the real world. Just like Steve Gostansky's
4: Biocop. How was that real world?
1: Because <laughs> he, he
2: hap- he, it happened.
4: Oh, well, okay. And he's yeah. inspired
2: by the 90s stuff, which
1: is also like Powered Rangers.
2: That can't be true. Is that what I sound like? <laughs> yeah, I'm McMouse. <Mick> <laughs> in his spaceship. um
4: yeah i mean everything we've obviously spoken to steve kostanski on the podcast before about all of his films and he is like a master of special effects and i feel like he's mastered slime for the new age better than anyone has
1: um oh absolutely every one of his creatures is beautifully slimy and gross exactly
4: but not in like an over-the-top way apart from biocop who is obviously just slime um it's like whole body melt but permanent um <laughs> yeah and like, it's just
2: forever juicy
4: but i mean biocop's not actually a film it's a, a trailer that is uh was originally released with manborg uh one of steve's other amazing films and everyone, he even said when we were speaking to him that everyone asks him when they're getting a Biocop movie. And unfortunately, he said it's not happening. And, and everyone needs to stop asking him. Um,
1: but Even before we watched uh, Manborg, we all latched on to Biocop in Psycho Gorman. He's a great also, character. Like, Steve takes that extra mile to make PG look slimy and always using the wet look and oh the visceral scene where he eats uh the person yeah when he unhinges his jaw
3: yeah
2: yeah steve always posts like a lot of like behind the scenes stuff and there's there's footage of pg getting misted down in between takes so they have the consistent sort of like slimy like ness to him, and that that fucking rocks.
1: It might also be. I know I mentioned lube and uh, methyl cellulose, but uh, glycerin's another popular option for the wet look.
2: We should ask uh, him.
1: But glycerin prickles, so anything that looks like it's sweaty is probably glycerin. Uh, glycerin's used a lot in food photography, so any food that looks like it's like fresh and juicy is just coated in glycerin. Well, thanks for ruining food. Now.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, so it's just me who gets hungry thinking about this stuff. Okay, you are the it. worst. I don't
2: understand. Like, the, all of us are gagging over here, and you're like, "Oh, when's lunch."
3: <laughs> That's kind of like how in the the new Power Rangers, they just like it was really just an ad for Krispy Kreme donuts. Dude, <laughs> they found a way to I, stick that in there. <laughs> it it true. It truly feels like that.
2: Power Rangers has their own sort of like gooey. Like history to them with the introduction of Ivan Ooze in the Mighty Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie where he I would consider him an ooze because he is sentient and can transform but he emits slime and this is crazy because having it come out in the mid 90s where slime is like reaching its peak and this is a movie about how slime can make you bad and make your parents want to kill themselves (laughs) like I don't I don't know like what parent was on the writing staff where it's like you know I do fucking I hate my kids they play with the slime all they talk about is the slime what if the parents get touched by the slime and they want to jump into a pit that's how I feel every day <laughs> and they put it in this fucking movie <laughs> but like I I wanted some of that slime like I was a Power Rangers kid but like just that thick like stretchy purple slime that they have in this movie I'm like I wanted that I was like I want to meet Ivan Ooze
1: so they did make it for a hot second
2: oh what I, I, mean, I guess I, I was five, so I didn't really know. <laughs> I didn't
1: really get into the whole slime thing and understand the slime craze until I made slime for this episode. Uh but I remember when I was a kid, they came out with an Ivan Ooze watch, and you flip his face open. But in order to get the watch, oh. you have to dig through Ivan Ooze's slime. So it's a jar of slime wow. and yeah. the watch is inside it. So you had like the Ivan Ooze slime to play with. And the watch. I hated the ooze back then, but now we've now, come
2: around, like as as people and as a culture, because all the toys now you got to dig through the slime to get the the guy out.
1: Power Rangers and Psycho Gorman. You can tell how much Steve was inspired by that '90s slime grunge culture, yeah, uh, to incorporate that into things like Psycho Gorman and Manborg and Biocop.
2: Well, I, I truly love to see that slime is sort of. Uh, come full circle and it went from a a sci-fi horror movie aspect back around like in the 90s to a children's toy to horror movies again and now it's just everybody on the internet like one out of every 10 videos that are posted on youtube is a video about people playing with slime or a tutorial on how to make slime i did that math because i'm professor doza and this is my class about micro slimology <laughs> I'm a bit of a slimologist
3: <laughs> a slime a slime if you will <laughs> <A> slimology
2: <laughs> That's Anthony you see all-, all the slime <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: It's very tempting
2: Don't cuz you talked about how you, you have one in front of you made out of borax which is people yeah. poison People poison
1: um, before we wrap up uh, you, I know we just talked about how slime is like a very prevalent toy now in the 90s um now but, in the 90s <laughs> now and in the 90s um but it was also a toy in the 50s and one of the um uh it was marketed as hexoplasm uh holy shit and That's that an
2: awesome name yeah a weird
4: name to choose during like a satanic satanic panic era with the word hex in it
2: i bet the packaging looks so fucking awesome too i haven't in my
4: head is like a my emacs box i don't know why
1: i forget but it was used as the um slime material in the blob
2: oh
4: so... so you could actually play with the blob
1: yeah like part of the blob was made of a toy oh this toy slime that's awesome so as far as it like being an effect, it took a little while before we started like making the slime to become an effect. It was just, oh, slime is a children's toy. Let's add it to the thing. Not the movie. The the God thing. Damn it. The <laughs> this, is, this is hard. <laughs> the thing about the stuff.
2: You see that? That's it, the, a brilliant title because I'm always talking about the thing even when I'm not talking about the thing, you know? Yeah. The
3: Jesus. thing about the stuff in the blob.
2: Exactly. John gets it. <laughs> I feel like I'm having an aneurysm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just the slime taking over. Okay, so, I mean, I think we've stretched this topic as far as we can get it, but uh, (laughs) do you guys want your fear of the day? Yeah. (laughs) Your fear of the day is psychrophobia. I've already given you guys the fear of slime, so it's not that.
3: The fear of secretions no
4: um the fear of having something melt your body
1: no No. one of the creatures we spoke of would have this phobia
2: it is the fear of uh, being a frozen yeah oh is the fear
1: of being frozen fear of the cold or having extreme sensitivity to uh, fluctuations in temperature oh no. my penis says that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that no leave it it's still good
3: that's gonna be the cold open
2: god damn it <laughs> that gives away the fear or no it doesn't ah, alright let's get away from my wiener and do recommendations Okay. <laughs>
1: I'll start us off. I watched, uh, I know I said that um, Slime City was one of the most bonkers movies I watched during all this, but have you guys ever heard of the movie Slugs? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Slugs is wild. I didn't know what I was in for. I'm like, oh, it's going to be like a dumb movie about slugs or whatever. For all intents and purposes, apart from the melodrama and the acting, it's a really well put together movie. And must have had some kind of budget because for a movie about cannibalistic slugs, I guess not cannibal because they don't eat their own kind carnivorous of carnivorous, carnivorous yeah. slugs. <laughs> um, the last seven minutes of the movie is just them blowing up a town.
4: <laughs> well, the slugs okay.
1: It was sl- <laughs> probably a model of a town. <laughs> but like there's a lot of explosions in this movie, a lot of good deaths apparently it won an award for its special effects which i fully get the slugs were okay uh they did use live slugs for the close-ups of the movie there were buckets of like thousands of slugs but they look so happy to be there they're just (laughs) these like fat happy boys just chomping on lettuce and
2: that does sound great
1: (laughs) All the extreme close ups are real slugs, but for the effects, you could tell that they definitely used like uh, latex or silicone, like slug basically prosthetics to just slap on people and toilet seats. But they were like, oh, if the slugs aren't in harm's way, we're just going to put a bunch of them in this room. They got their own room in a house.
5: Slug Slug Hotel.
1: And to make sure they were safe, they even went as far as to create an animatronic slug for one of the extreme, extreme close ups where it bites a man.
2: That is the best looking. The where it's got like the the four fangs and yeah. they come in. Yeah, that rocks. <laughs>
3: it just looked like a stapler removal with. Yeah, me.
2: yeah, it might have just been with like some they did clay over some silicone over. Yeah, yeah. silicone. I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> so my recommendation is slugs. Go watch it. It's on Tubi. Also, I love Tubi. I know we don't talk about it enough, but like. They've got some good classic horror on there right now. Yeah, yeah and, and all you got to do is go watch a like, couple commercials.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's. I I had resigned myself to never having to ever watch a commercial again, but Tubi has some of the stuff that not sponsored, not sponsored. Tubi has some of the stuff that I can't find anywhere else outside of having a physical copy, and it's it's truly unbelievable the library they have. Yeah, to anyone That's how who's we watch in Kotiki. the UK
4: listening, we don't get it. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: Oh, they call it the tube. No, we really just don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> no tubi
3: they're for They're apparently the UK.
4: working on a version for Europe, but apparently, right now, uh, they can't get the rights. So.
3: No be for you, B. No, oh, no.
4: That's why I watch everything with Ant so he can just
3: stream it to me. <laughs> tube <To> it. <laughs> so, Yo, let me be that. My recommendation this week I I wanted to find something that employed slime that felt fun and so this entire season of this show did that really really well so in channel 0 season 3 no end house they employ this crazy slime um where they open up certain characters heads or you realize that people have been cloned and inside of them it looks almost like just they like they spray painted a dragon fruit white or some a passion fruit white or no what am i thinking of i don't know fruits I, well, passion fruit
1: is white yeah pomegranate
3: is <laughs> yeah it looks like they dumped a bunch of white out into a pomegranate and then there's just slime that comes out of it and then there's tendrils and tentacles and the slime that comes out of these things is disgusting but it looks so cool i absolutely love it it's, i
1: fully it's... forgot about no end house
3: channel zero uh, we won't mention the creator fine but um <laughs> But the series itself was really, really good. And they do employ, like, some cool slime and melts and stuff throughout the f- four different seasons. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, No End House kind of did it the best. And it's it's worth watching all the seasons. So at least check that one out first. That's season three of Channel Zero, No End House.
2: Hell fucking yeah. Yes. I, uh, of course, um, I watched The H-Man, which I loved. Uh it's a Japanese film. Also, uh, it is Bijuto Ekitai Ningen, or The Beauty of the Liquid People. Oh. Huh. Um, and it is a, uh, a Toho film. So, like, the same company that did all the Godzilla movies. And the guy, uh, uh, Eiji uh, Tsuburaya, who was the first person, rather than do, to do stop motion, put people in suits and filmed those with miniatures And so, like, he also, he did the special effects in this movie. And like all of those, it's a cautionary tale about nuclear uh, testing gone wrong, where there is a ghost ship in the South Pacific um, that is infested with this mysterious slime, which you find out is the remnants of the crew that just got absolutely liquefied, but became a sort of, like, sentient goo. And if this goo gets on you, it melts you and turns you into an H man. And they do a sort of like, like a superimposition where they uh, have like these sort of like gooey men that like fade in and out of the picture to create a uh, a sort of like translucent effect. And for uh, 1958, it looks pretty good. And I I love the story. There's an English version and a Japanese version, and they have a different ending. Where in the English version, they give you uh, a sort of like the end kind of vibe, (laughs) but the original comes with like a very concrete ending but also because ah, in america we would have marketed into a sequel yes absolutely it'd be a whole series <laughs> the yeah, darkest that... chapter
3: in the h Man story <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's also like the the main characters are from like a detective agency that are trying to figure out what happened to this missing crew of the people that like went to go investigate this ghost ship so it's like that and then a creature feature on top of it and it was a lot of fun that's the h-man
3: that sounds awesome
2: I also watched that on Tubi,
3: so there you go.
4: Um, I technically have two recommendations for the first time in Huntsville history. Um, one of them is not a <laughs> film. Um, I just wanted to <clears throat> shout out to a really great artist, um, that I follow, who's a super lovely person, um, that I've known for a while, uh, called Richie Crypt. Um, so he does a lot of illustrative work, but he specializes in, uh, Ghostbusters fan art and he's like really well known throughout the Ghostbusters community. We're a community. Um, and (laughs) he, he, he does a lot of commissions. So if you want a picture of you or you want to give a gift to someone of like you as a Ghostbuster, he basically does like the Ghostbuster comic style of you as a Ghostbuster. Oh, sick. And they're so cool. Um, but yeah, he does a really great job. So um, we'll tag him when we post this just so that everyone can go and have a look. Because I just think it's really cool. Like, if you want to see yourself as a Ghostbuster, he just like whips it out. And it's it's amazing. Whips it out was the worst term that I could have used then. Um, we talked about weeders a lot today. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everybody's the horny you Um Uh My second recommendation is. I'm going to make this sound really bad, but if you want to watch, like, all of the blob movies that we kind of meant, or all of the slime movies that we mentioned, and then chuck in, like, basically a remake of Aliens, but, like, not as great, then <laughs> then there's the film uh, The Contamination from 1980, and it's, it's basically a rip-off of everything we've mentioned, but it's also great. Um... And I'm obsessed with the female lead because at first you're like, okay, they're just trying to do Scorny Weaver again. And it's another tale of like, listen to the smart woman. She's the only one who's going to survive. But there's just like some really great scenes of her, like just being like, no, I'm fucking smart. Deal with it. You're going to die and I'm going to live. And she knows that the whole way through. It's great. Um, Like even one of the opening scenes is like, this guy being like why have you detained me i'm in the like military and blah and she's like yeah calm down boy i'm your lieutenant shut up and he's like oh okay sorry (laughs) but yeah it's basically the same like the eggs that are in the film are basically the same as in alien but it's super fun and it's super campy and uh it's just a really great sci-fi horror film so
1: and the creature design reveal in the end is awesome oh
4: yeah yeah no it is so yeah i i would definitely recommend watching that if you just want like a really chill camp version of everything that we've mentioned but with like the the coolest female ever
2: that's contamination mm-hmm. that sounds awesome yeah.
1: it should does it because we watched it together <laughs> <laughs> come on do you blowing up my spot here <laughs>
4: To be fair, when, when I, I the amount of films that I say that like, oh, I've never watched that and everything that like we literally watched it last week. and I'm like, Oh, okay. I obviously didn't like it that much.
2: <laughs> I was just trying to do a way to organically say the name of the movie again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry.
5: Contamination. <laughs>
2: so, so thanks,
5: 1980.
1: Anthony. <laughs> thanks for tuning into the Hauntsville Crypt Cast. I'm Anthony. I'm Doza.
4: I'm Anna.
3: And I'm John.
2: Happy haunting. See you in hell.